You want the American dream. You want a happy life. The freedom, but cannot enjoy the journey while you get there? Firefly by Iris Janet is a woman podcast where the host, Iris Janet, shares inspiring stories, interesting interviews, and powerful strategies for women all around the world that help you reach your greatest potential while enjoying the path to your destination. Hello, my friends. This is another episode of Firefly by Iris Janet. Thank you for listening. And for those who are new audience, welcome to the show. And if you know anyone who can be inspired by this message, please copy the link and share with them. Today, we have a special guest, Jennifer Moore. And this is the second part of the previous episode where Jennifer is helping me to discover if I am empath or empathetic and the difference between both of those and how I can resolve the dilemma where I cannot say no. Um, I'm in a continuous guess and why it's so hard for me to say no, why I feel other people's problems so much and why sometimes my heart go with them and leave me, if that makes sense. Jennifer is an author and an empathetic mentor, master training for EFT International, and she have over 30 years of experience helping highly sensitive, intuitive woman to release their empathetic overwhelm and distress so they can access their inner wisdom and power. Welcome back, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Iris Janet. It is just, oh, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to dive in with you today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. I'm excited because um, like we talked the last time, this is really something that is bothering me. And, you know, I hear some of my friends and my family members, especially women, and they have the same problem. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They go through the same problem. And it's not that we, we want to stop being nice people. It's not that. It's just that we want to gain our power back. Yeah. We want to be able to feel uh, that we are as important as others. Yes. Yes. Well, and that we don't want to keep on giving away um, all of our energy that we don't want to find ourselves depleted. You know, one of my, one of my friends, she, one, she is always saying, um, you know, it's like, you've heard, put your own oxygen mask on first, but she adds the, put your effing own effing oxygen mask on first. But it's like, as women, we are taught to put our own needs second, and we are constantly being, being like, and I think we get depleted as a result of that. And it is not good for other people when we are getting drained, when we are getting depleted and when we're giving away our, giving away everything. But I want to say that in my experience, one of the reasons why as highly sensitive empathic people, and especially if we're sort of way over into the spectrum of being an empath, that when you're an empath, you feel other people's distress and other people's pain as if it's your own. And so it is extremely natural to want to come in and make things better for somebody when they're hurting because we hurt when they hurt. And so understanding that our like natural tendency to help and to come in and try to find solutions is coming from a very understandable place. It's not just coming from like love and generosity. It's also coming from survival. It's coming from the fact that we feel 
awful when other people feel awful. So part of, I find, the work we get to do is about learning how to sit with really uncomfortable feelings and let it be okay when somebody is going through a hard time without absorbing all of that intensity that's coming from someone else. Because as long as we are absorbing something that's coming from somebody else, it's very understandable that we are not going to say no, that we're going to basically do what they ask us to do. Let's going to see. So you talk about EFT. What is EFT? So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. And it's also known as tapping. And basically, the really, really, really short explanation of it is that it's kind of like an emotional acupuncture or acupressure without the needles. And what we do is we focus on the issue that we are aware of, like the thing that's kind of up in our face. And what we do is we just tap or apply a light or apply light pressure to certain points on our body that are correspond to the endpoints of acupuncture meridians or like energy systems that are running in our body. And by tapping on these, what we do is we free up locked and blocked energy in our system. And when we start to let the energy flow through freely, we start to change our patterns and our relationship to this. The other thing that EFT does is that by changing the energy in our system, we actually have the opportunity to reset the part of our brain that's called the amygdala, which is in charge of our fight, flight, or freeze mechanisms, like the parts of us that just like the part that goes danger and then reacts to danger. The problem with our modern society, so here's the thing about the amygdala. The amygdala is this part of our brain that was developed like that, that basically overrides logic, it overrides reason, and it keeps, it's designed to keep us safe. But it was designed when we actually needed to fight or flee. And so what happened would be that, you know, like saber tooth tiger in front of our face, like, you know, and we can either run away from it or we can fight it, but we kind of have to do something about it. Or if we're backed into a corner, maybe we freeze and play dead. Like, you know, sort of the idea of like when rabbits freeze or like playing possum where something just pretends to be dead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but the thing is, that what happened is if we fought or we, or we fleed, if we ran, we would use up all of that adrenaline and all of that energy, all that cortisol that was in our system. And we burn it off so that by the time we got to out of harm's way, we got to the other side of the fight, or we got to the other side of like the meadow or something, and we were okay we would have burned off all of that adrenaline and we would have basically reset the amygdala, which was telling our system that we were in danger. The problem with modern society is that we are facing threat upon threat that has no physical component to it. And so what happens to us is that we feel the threat, we respond to it, 
as if it is something that we need to either fight or flee from. And then we sit on our butt and we read, we scroll through our messages and we might send an angry text message, but we basically flood our system with all of that adrenaline and cortisol, but we do nothing to reset it. And so what is happening is that as a species, we are getting into this place where we're kind of on permanent on switch for danger, and we're not doing anything to reset the danger. Tapping allows us to reset this part of our brain that is telling us that we are not safe. And what does this have to do with saying no? There's a part of us that is going to be engaged emotionally with that idea of it is not safe to say no. And so by resetting the part of us that is determining whether we are safe or not, and basically getting our alarm system to stand down, we then can change all kinds of other things like our belief systems, physical sensations in our own bodies, memories that have been coming up for us, like all kinds of amazing stuff can get changed. That is like the sort of shortest, sweetest, easiest way Mm -hmm. to explain EFT that I can think of. Basically, we kind of like opening maybe other circuits in our brain. Yes. So we are opening all of the wiring that is running through our whole body. So it flows free freely. So if you think about like Mm. how we'll get, when we get emotionally distressed, we'll get these like what are called trapped emotions, or I call like energetic congestion in our body. And it's kind of like having a log jam inside of like in a stream. And once that, you know, you get those jams, nothing is flowing freely anymore. So the tapping is allowing these things to flow freely. But what it's also also doing is it's basically rebooting the computer in our brain and kind of flicking the on off switch to the thing that's been like the alarm system has been on just going and going and going. And what EFT allows us to do is to turn off the alarm system. So we're not like, you know, the robot in lost in space, just going danger, Will Robinson, our nervous system goes from being what's called dysregulated to re-regulated so that we actually feel calm. I will tell you that personally, it wasn't until I had been tapping, like I had no idea what a calm nervous system felt like until I started tapping. Like I'd never experienced that level of calm. My system had been jacked up and keyed up pretty much my entire life until I discovered tapping. And it was actually, my husband and I were driving in an ice storm and I had a history of car accidents. And so I was very anxious because we had two inches of ice on the ground around us. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, we're gonna be in a car accident. But I knew about tapping and so I asked my husband husband, if he minded if I just did a little bit of tapping. And so basically I went from on a scale of zero to 10, my terror was like a 10. I went from a 10 of, oh my God, we're going to die to down to like a zero where I was completely calm, completely chilled out. And I was like, wow. yeah, we might get, we'll deal. Like I might die, 
oh, well, like, and it wasn't like, I was just like, I didn't care. It was just like, I was completely accepting of whatever was going to come, but my whole nervous system had just like stood down and was fine. And that was my first introduction to how effective this tool is and what a difference it can make. So, you know, and you know, the rest is history. Here I am having this conversation with you on, <laughs> on your podcast. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, how often do we have to do tapping? Every time you know, that we are in that crisis or once a day or until you feel that you are better? I, you know, I mean, there's no right way to do this. What I would say is whenever you think of it and you feel like you need to do it, like that's a great place to start. I know people who do tapping like there's I've got a friend, my friend, Terry Ann Heinemann wrote a book called Confessions of a Shower Tapper and Terry, um, you know, Terry taps in the morning as she is showering, like and just sort of tapping in things. I know people who do like a tapping sequence in the morning and a tapping sequence at night. I know people who tap, you know, sort of more like when they need it. I'm more inclined to tap when I, you know, for myself, I tap when I personally need it. Don't try to force it because the thing is, it's going to be more effective if you do it when it's right than when you just try to force it. Where are the points? Yes, that tapping the way that I do it, which is based on the gold standard of, of EFT tapping that was developed by Gary Craig and is the way that we tap for EFT International, which is the organization that I'm actually a accredited master trainer for, is that we tap with there's sort of a three-part system. So the first part of tapping is just identifying what's going on for us and acknowledging it and then giving it a rating. So you and I have kind of already been doing the first part of this because we've been talking about basically the identifying issue or what's called the presenting issue for you is that you have a hard time saying no to people. You can't say no. So we identify that. And then what we do is we rate it. Basically the rating is using what's called a subjective units of distress or sometimes it's called a VOC, the validity of cognition. So for example, like if I were going to ask you on a level of zero to 10 with zero being like, you have no intensity whatsoever around this. And 10 is, it is the most intense feeling you've ever had in your entire life. How would you rate the intensity of the feeling about, I have a hard time saying no to people who are having problems and, you know, like, like, how intense is that for you? Okay, well, let me think in a situation that I think it would be very uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me to say no. Um, well, and you could even guess, okay. actually, without even going into the memory or anything, mm-hmm. just guess, what do you think the number would be? The intensity I of think, uh, saying I think no. it's a nine. A nine, okay. Mm-hmm. And and guessing is one of the techniques that we use in EFT. It's actually got a fancy schmancy name, which is called tearless trauma, which is basically the fancy word for guessing so that we don't even have to go back into it. And that is one of the things about EFT that is so special is that where some things require us to like go back and relive the memory and feel into it and all that, we can just like know that we're addressing something without even touching it. And that's one of the things I love about EFT, especially for really difficult past events and things where, you know, if we go too far into it, we might get really triggered and we might skid out. 
This is really gentle and we can do this without having to go into it at all. So that's one of the things I love about it. So that's the first step is that we know we've identified the issue and we've rated it. The next step is doing what's called the setup statement. And the setup statement is where you may have seen, if you've ever watched a video, maybe you've seen somebody tapping on the side of their hand and classically they say, even though, and you say the problem, and then you say what's called a balance statement, which would be either a neutral thing, like it is what it is, or maybe something a little bit more positive, like I'm open to the possibility that this can change or this can shift, or the classic balance statement that people have been using for, you know, since Gary introduced it was, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. What I want to say about the I deeply and completely love and accept myself is that there are some people who can say that and totally believe it. But there are a lot of people, especially when they're first starting to tap, where that trips off the BS detector in their brain because they don't deeply and completely love and accept themselves. And that's just true. And so what I have found is that it is so important to say something, to use a balance statement that you have buy-in about, that you can actually accept instead of saying something that you'd like to be able to believe, but you're not there yet. And so, you know, with, I deeply and completely love and accept myself, even saying something like, maybe I can love myself anyway, is a lot easier to say than I deeply and completely love and accept myself when you feel like a total hot mess. As we do the setup, we do this, interestingly, we do the setup statement three times. And the idea of this is that it creates space for both the part of us is ready to address the problem, but also for the part of us that may be still kind of stuck in the resistance or stuck in those feelings. Even though I have this problem, and then I'm open to the possibility that this can shift, or I'm willing to love myself anyway, or whatever feels right. We do that three times. And then after we do that, what we do is we move through the tapping points. I like to start at the top of the head because the way I think of it is that it's the energy is all cascading down. So we start right on the crown chakra on the top of your head. And if you want to do this too, Mm -hmm. and it almost feels like there's kind of like a magnetic click that you feel when you hit the right spot. Then the next point is your eyebrow points. And this is right at the place at the top of the bridge of your nose, right where your eyebrows start, but Mm -hmm. like right where your eyebrows start, right Mm -hmm. on the eye socket, like at the edge of the eye socket. The next points are the sides of the eyes. And so we tap on the side of the eyes. And these are like right on... You know, it's like right sort of on the edge of like where your eyelid, the top eyelid and the bottom eyelid meet, but on the bone, like on the temple bone. The next points under your eyes, right again on the eye socket ridge, right below your pupils. This is the under the eye point. These correlate to your stomach. And so if you're having digestive distress, this one is really good for the digestive system. The next one between your lip and your nose, there's this part that groove right in the middle of our nose. Mm -hmm. It's called, you know, one of the names for it is the Cupid's bow. The medical term is the philtrum, but um, you know, we're just tapping right there between the nose and the lip. 
And then between the lip and the chin, kind of right in that chin point groove. And then the next point is called the collarbone points. And so what we do is we feel sort of like right in that hollow spot in our neck, then come down maybe about an inch, like an inch or a half an inch, and then move over so that you're just like maybe an inch over on either side, maybe two inches over on either side. And these are called, this is the collarbone points. And these correlate with our kidneys, interestingly. So this is, these points are really good for fear. And then tapping here, Nella. Yeah. This is one of my go-to places to tap. This is a really good, like when you're, and if you're in a situation where like, you don't want to be tapping all over your face and like doing like, it would look weird. You could easily just kind of like, you know, you're sitting, listening to something. You could just massage that point, you know, and just like, me, you don't have to. Let me clear that I got it where it is. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. My chair is kind of like, okay. So yeah. We'll so, be, so we like feel for the, bone. we sort of feel for the collarbone and then we just uh-huh. come down. There's almost like a little bit of a groove you can oh, kind yes, of feel yes. like yeah you sort of slide okay. into those points yep all right got it yeah and then the next point is under the arm and so you follow i like to sort of run my hand down my elbow and then just kind of like come down it's just past your art you know sort of like parallel to your nipple but past your breast tissue and just kind of like you know maybe about two or three you know maybe two inches three and two and a half inches, depending on your size, you know, who, how big you are as a person. Kind of right where your, the bra is. Yeah. Kind of right where the bra strap is. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Kind of just past the underwire, you know, you're going past the, mm-hmm. uh, past the breast tissue right down oh, from your yes. armpit. I feel the difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then back to the top of the head and we just do, and then I like to take a deep breath. And as we tap through those points, what we do is we use what's called, excuse me, a reminder statement or a reminder phrase that is like basically anywhere between one and maybe five words that help us to remember what it is that we're tapping on. And so usually, like most of the time, you'll find like the first round of tapping will help bring things down. And it will also help you discover things that maybe you didn't realize were connected to stuff. And a lot of times it takes anywhere between like two to maybe five rounds, sometimes more, depending on what's going on. But a lot of times things can really clear in like, usually it's between like three to five rounds that, that stuff will really shift for people. So you want to do some tapping? Yes. Yay! (laughs) This is like my favorite thing to do in the whole world. So when you were like, let's come back and do this. I was like, let's come back and do this. It's so good. Because, you know, I want to tell the audience how I will improve because that's the main purpose of of this second season. I want people to, I don't want to only tell them what to do. I want to show them how it works for me. Yeah. And maybe if it works for me, maybe it works for you. Most of the time it will work for them as well. Exactly. Know, but, you know, I want to be the example. So I'm going to, like I said before, I'm going to continue with this. I'm going to continue doing my tapping uh, after today. Um, and I'm going to let them know, hey, and I'm going to, I'm going to expose some people because the one that I say no, I'm going to tell them, hey, guess what? I say no. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't wait. I can't wait. That is so awesome. I just had this image of you. I'm like, oh, I wonder if she'll get so excited by this that she'll be in my my EFT training in March. (laughs) I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, okay. So one thing I want to be, I want to say, um, because I think it's really, really important for anybody who's discovering EFT is that if you go online, you're going to find a lot of what are called tapping scripts and tap along videos where people are using their words. One of the absolutely most important things about EFT is actually that you use the words that work for you. And so one of the reasons why people might be like, well, I tried that so-and-so video, or I tried doing this thing, or I downloaded a script for EFT and it didn't work for me. And I'm like, the reason that it didn't work for you is probably because it it was not specific enough for you to what's going on for you. And it wasn't your own words. It wasn't your language. So a really big part of this is that we want to work with your words. So if anybody who's listening to this decides that they want to tap along, you're very welcome to tap along. But what I will say is, if we say something and the words don't work for you, change the words to work for you. And I always like to say too, that, you know, the, that the tapping, basically, you agree by by tapping along with me and Iris Janet, you agree to take 100% responsibility for your own process. Don't go places that you don't belong. And if we say something or I say something and it doesn't work for you, change the words to work for you. And also, if you notice something comes up for you, my invitation to you is to just keep tapping Be gentle, maybe slow it down, maybe stop talking, but just keep tapping with us and see how your body can shift. Mm -hmm. And I want you to say out loud, I give myself permission to say no, but what I want you to feel for is any resistance to that. So like, as soon as you say, I give myself permission to say no, I want you to listen for the pushback and the part of you that's like, If you say no, this is going to happen, even though I have a hard time saying no, because part of me believes I won't be loved. So that would be the first part of it. And then the second part is going to be the balance statement. So we're just going to start with even though, and you repeat after me. Yep. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time saying no. I have a hard time saying no. It's just true. It's just true. Because I, I won't, part of me believes I won't be loved. Because part of me believe I won't be loved. I give myself permission to say no. I give myself permission to say no. And I can still like myself. And I still can like myself. Yeah. So even though. So even though. I have a hard time saying no. I have a hard time saying no. Because part of me is afraid I won't be loved. Because part of me is afraid that I won't be loved. And I might have some good reasons for that. And I may have good reasons for that. I give myself permission to say no. I give myself permission to say no. And I still can like myself. And I still can like myself. Awesome. Now we're going to start on the top of the head. And we're going to go with the deep core belief, which is if I say no, I won't be loved. If I say no, I won't be loved. 
Now we're moving to the eyebrow points. If I say no, if I, I won't no, be loved. I won't be loved. Now we're moving to the side of the eyes. If I say no, I won't be loved. If I say no, I won't be loved. Under the eyes. If I say no, I won't be loved. If I say no, I won't be loved. Under the nose. If I say no, I won't be loved. If I say no, I won't be loved. Under the lip, the part of me that believes. The part of me that believes. That if I say no, I won't be loved. That if I say no, I won't be loved. Moving to the collarbone points. The part of me that believes. The part of me that believes. If I say no, I won't be loved. If I say no, I won't be loved. Under the arm, the part of me that believes. The part of me that believes. If I say no, I won't be loved. If I say no, I won't be loved. Back to the top of the head. The part of me that believes, if I say no, if I say no, I won't be loved. I won't be loved. Let's take a deep breath. <sighs> hmm. Sometimes it's sort of like as we start doing this work, it can kind of feel like, um, you know, going down, go, like cleaning a pool where you're like raking up all the gook at the bottom of the pool. So we can start feeling kind of activated at the beginning. Yes. It, yeah. went, it was a time when I kind of like when we went to the second time to the crown. Yeah. I I was like, like if I want to cry because. um, Hmm. It's really it's tender. Really, yeah. Yeah. This is really a, a, a belief that. Um, that it should not be there. Yeah, it's not necessary. Well, and the thing is that chances are there is like evidence of this, like you probably have memories and events. And that's something if you're just, you know, as we're tapping, just pay attention and notice of any memories surface, because the memories are where we form these conclusions about life. Like the events that happen are what causes us to make these decisions. And usually we experience it as evidence that this is the way the world works. And so chances are there's this little, little iris somewhere in there who had an experience where she got taught that if she says no, that she's not going to be loved. And she's probably still driving the bus. Now I want to answer something that we didn't necessarily, you didn't necessarily ask the question, but it's something that comes up for a lot of people when it comes to tapping, which is if I say negative things, aren't I going to be reinforcing this? Like, you know, if you're familiar with love, you that. yeah. If you're familiar with law of attraction and you're familiar with sort of like that whole idea of what you put your mind to is what you expand on. So here's the thing. Number one, when we are tapping on things, we are tapping on stuff that we are already storing in our mind. <laughs> We've already got it in there. And what we are doing by tapping on it is we are freeing it from our mind. We are moving through it with our body. And so we are not just thinking the thought, we are actually expressing something that has been getting in our way. And what we're doing is we are giving the wound an opportunity to breathe, and we're giving it a chance to shift. And the thing is that so often when people try to switch right over to, you know, like bypass right over to affirmations, but they feel really crappy there will be a dissonance between the part of them that like wants to just have the happy, say the happy thing 
and the part of them that's like, this is not my reality here. And there's something about just owning the truth of the moment and what is that is substantially more powerful than trying to pretend that what we're experiencing is not our reality. And the thing is that what we resist persists. And if we just keep saying affirmations and ignore the pain, either mental, emotional, or physical inside of us, that's going to stay because we're not acknowledging it, we're resisting it. But when we give air and expression and like, like light to the things that are affecting us and that are kind of making us tick, it's like if you've ever had a, a misty, foggy morning where the sun comes on and the fog just burns off and it's gone and you can see things clearly, it's like shedding light on this stuff will allow it to clear. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually like put this into some kind of a special container and we're going to offer the entire situation up to your higher power. So I'm assuming you have like I from from your podcast and from who I know you are, I'm imagining you have a relationship with divine source. So who's your main squeeze? Is there somebody like guides and angels? Like who do you like? Who do you who's your go to for like help? Um. God, the universe. God, the universe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Source, definitely. Source. So out of those three, God, the universe, source, which is the one that you're the most likely to use? The most I use, um, source. Source. Okay. Excellent. And if we were going to put this into like this whole thing, if we're going to put it into any kind of a sort of a container, what would we put this in? A glass bottle. Glass bottle. So shall we do a little bit more tapping? Mm-hmm. Even though, even though there's still a part of me that has a hard time saying no, there is still a part of me of saying no, because there is that little part of me that thinks I won't be loved because there is that little part of me that won't be loved. There's about 80%, 80% of me, 80% of me that knows that knows That it is safe for me to say no. That it is safe for me to say no. And it's safe for me when other people say no too. And it is safe for me for other people to say no too. So I give myself permission to say no. So I give myself permission to say no. And I still can like myself. And I still can like myself. And really give myself a lot of compassion. And really give myself a lot of compassion. And so for right now, so for right now, I'm just going to take every last bit of this. I'm just going to take every last bit of this. Even the stuff that's coming from other timelines and other lives and my ancestors. Even the things that come from other life from past time or my ancestors. And I'm going to put it all into a glass bottle. And I'm going to put it all into a glass bottle. And I'm going to let Source take care of it. And I'm going to let Source take care of it. So even though. So even though. Top of the head. Into the glass bottle. Into the glass bottle. Eyebrows. Every part of this story. Every part of this story. All of the past life stuff. All of the life past stuff. 
side of the eyes anything coming from my ancestors anything coming out of my from my ancestors anything coming from my past every everything coming from my past every bit of it every bit of it going into the glass bottle going into the glass bottle is it a clear glass bottle is it a green glass bottle what color clear. is the bottle Awesome. Now, right now, what we're going to do is just putting your hand on the top of your head. We're just going to inhale, inhale that safety and that ease and that connection to source. And as we exhale, we're going to release any last bits of just sort of that remaining discomfort or old stuff about saying no. W-W-Dad. So to learn about EFT, my website is really simple. It's eftinstruction.com. And I will be, I just actually finished a level one training the other day, and I will be my next um, professional level one and two training is going to be happening in March of 2023. It's like an 11 week program. It's very comprehensive and really teaches you a lot. And then after that, there's actually mentoring for becoming a practitioner. But if you're interested in learning more about EFT, jump on over to eftinstruction.com and to just get a copy of my book or learn about me and more of the work that I do, learn how to work with me, jump on over to empathicmastery.com. So thank you, Iris Janet. It has been such a pleasure to do this, to have this day with you. I just, I'm glowing. You're glowing. (laughs) I'm like, woohoo. And I know we can say no now. Yes, you can see it. And to our audience, if you want to know more about me, you can also go to uh, fireflybyeversjourney.com. And uh, again, if you think that this can help anyone that you know, or that you like this show, please copy their link and share with them. And until next time.